Do you like Robin Hood because... Unlike some other Robin Hoods, this one can speak with an English accent. Come on, Bob. What the hell are you wearing? Looking like Big Bird's side bitch. Welcome to Flick Magnet, episode 11. I'm your host, Jay. I'm Bob. What'd you think? I like it. I like it. It's really good. Our new opening. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg's, whose next was really like wet and like sultry. Oh, yeah. He's like, who's next? He got all hard when he said it. (laughs) (laughs) So we are doing the great... Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah. What is uh, your first uh, experience with this movie, Bob? Do, I do saw remember? this movie theater when I was a kid in the movie theater. Same. Saw it and in the theater. I've loved it since the very first time. Oh, yeah. It was great every time we've seen it. Taking notes for this, I'll, I'll let you know when that comes up. I couldn't. It took me 10 minutes to write this one little part because I, I couldn't see the keyboard from all the tears in my eyes. Laughing so hard. God damn, this movie's awesome. So, what's new, buddy? Oh, nothing much, man. Just, uh, you know, it's been not even a week, because our last show is a little late. So, you're, you're almost done with work? I am done with work. I am on vacation. Nice, nice, nice. And I am watching a shit ton of movies. Like Terrifier 2. Ooh. Holy shit, was that a movie. Highly recommend that one. How about you? You watching anything? Oh, no. We're, my wife and I are watching... Big Bang Theory again. Seemed to like it for some reason. Yeah? Yeah. No, you should, guys should watch Sons of Anarchy. We did that. That was awesome. That show was really good. Had a great ending. Everything about that show was good. All right, so here's the trailer for tonight's movie. 20th Century Fox presents the motion picture event of the summer. The summer of 1125 A.D. That's him! Robin Hood. Good evening. The Hoods from the Woods are back. Yo, yo, yo. Check it out. Little John. Ow. Prince John. More bubbles. Oh, yeah, just now it's happening. The Sheriff of Rottingham. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> I accept. Maid Mary. A chastity belt? It's an everlast. And a rabbi, Tuckman. Hello, boys. He's the first action hero. And white men can't jump. And the last word in comedy. <laughs> Why should the people listen to you? Because. Unlike some other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. Robin Hood, men in tights. A Mel Brooks film. Yes! The legend had it coming. 
1993's Robin Hood Men in Tights, directed by Mel Brooks, with writing credits to J.D. Shapiro, Evan Chandler, and Mel Brooks, starring Carrie Hughes, Richard Lewis, Roger Reese, Amy Asbeck, Mark Blankfield, Dave Chappelle, Isaac Hayes, Megan Cavanaugh, Eric Allen Kramer, uh, Tracy Ullman, Patrick Stewart, Dom DeLuise, Dick Van Patten. Oh, my Lord. What a cast. Oh, and Mel Brooks. And writes it and produces it and co-wrote it. Oh, man, that's a lot of people. That's why it's so good. So let's just get into this, huh? Do you want me to read a little plot summary? If you want to, Bob. Yeah, we, we argued about this, but I brought it up. A crusading nobleman, Robert of Loxley, escapes from a prison in Jerusalem and returns home to find the evil Prince John has confiscated his family estate and is abusing the citizenry. Robin enlists his blind attendant, Blinken, his friend, Will Scarlet, and little John, to help regain his home. Robin also hopes to woo the beautiful Maid Marian, but her chastity belt may prove a challenge. That's going to chafe my willy. Oh, I laughed so hard. <laughs> Mel Brooks said, I still don't know what that means on commentary. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's what he says. He is a he is a funny old man. He's a funny, naive Jewish man. All right, Jay, get us into this. All right, let's get into this. So we start off with the flaming arrows from the credits burning down an old-timey village. People are screaming. They all call for the fire brigade. They start passing buckets of water to put out the fire. When an old villager says, there must be an easier way to do the credits. Then the fire marshal chimes in and says, that's right. Every time they make a Robin Hood movie, they burn our village down. <laughs> then all the villagers get together. Leave us alone, Mel Brooks. That's so funny. I mean, how many times are they going to make fun of Robin Hood, the movie with the... <laughs> Kevin Costner in this movie. That's just the first one. All right, and that's going to lead us into our first original music number written by Mel Brooks. Yo, yo, yo. Check it out. Prince John and the sheriff, they was running the show. Raising the taxes because they needed the dough. A reign of terror took over the land. They were shaking down the people just to beat the band. I said, hey. Hey. I said, hey. Hey. I said, hey. The people weren't happy, morale was low They had no place to turn to, there was nowhere to go They needed a hero, but no one could be found Cause Robin Hood was out of town I said, hey, hey I said, hey, hey I said, hey He was put into the slammer by his Arab foe And in a little while he would be no more I said hey 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 I said hey Hey I said hey Check it out Nice So we cut to Khalil Prison, Jerusalem And Robin is being led into the dungeon And there's uh, like a grate or some slatted floor And they're about to walk over it And there are a bunch of prisoner hands sticking through and waving, trying to get the attention of the guard. The guard takes the whip and smacks them all away as they walk walk over them. The hands then turn to middle fingers. <laughs> they walk over to the maitre d' of the dungeon, Falafel, as he greets him with, Welcome to your dungeon. He goes to show him to his cell as Robin hits his head. Duck, he says. Oh, I always forget that. Flawful says that he cannot seat him without the proper attire. See? 
and he shows them everyone's got a beard. So they put a fake one on Robin. Falafel hands Robin off to Mahtar, who then groans. Falafel says, it's better you just cooperate with him. He's a tough guy. And if there's anything you need, don't hesitate to scream. Ah, we're so busy. So funny. Mahtar then asks Robin where his king is. Robin says, king? And which king might that be? King Richard? King Louis? King Kong? Larry King? Reference. Mokhtar tells him to talk, but Robin refuses as they get the tongue looseners and comically pull Robin's tongue out of, out of his head as it recoils back into his mouth. They finally seat Robin next to a sneeze, played by the great Isaac Hayes, who says that Robin is pretty brave for a not-a-homeboy. Ah! Robin says that they need a great feat of strength to break out of here. And Sneeze says, no, now that he's here, we have a great feat of strength. So they break loose from the bars, but Mokhtar hears this and comes back in and is like, what the hell is that? And Sneeze says that it was just the breaking of this young man's heart as he has decided to betray his king. Robin says, oh, damn my eyes. <laughs> a Sneeze tells Mokhtar to go tell his boss. This make, makes Mokhtar very happy as he says, this will mean a big promotion for him. Good news is always rewarded. He goes and they're about to leave when Mokhtar comes back and says, on the other hand, bad news is severely punished. Mm, ah, whatever. So they go get free and let everyone else out as they climb up the lidge and break through the gate, freeing them. Mokhtar comes back in and says that he just told him the good news and, and, and I'm in deep shit. Yeah, as everybody's gone. Everyone's gone. Cut to the beach where we see some jockeys riding camels. This is where Robin introduces himself to a sneeze, and a sneeze introduces himself to Robin. I am a sneeze, father of a Jew. Robin says, bless you. No, 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 no. A Jew is my son. He's in England. Your country. He asks Robin to go and look after him. Yeah, he's an exchange student. Yeah. <laughs> he's headstrong and cocksure. Or is it the other way around? Robin vows on his word. His oath, the blood of my heart. A sneeze stops him and tells him to go or else he'll miss the tide. Robin then runs off to swim from the coast of Africa to England. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty long swim that's there, doable. man. Especially when you avoid all the land masses you could have just walked over. <laughs> he makes it and we get England written on a mountainside, just like the Hollywood sign. Uh, that, was, that was a nice little comedy gaff. So gaffe. nice. Uh, next we see in his Robin Hood suit, Robin in his Robin Hood suit, riding on a horse, and the horse has a runaway decal on, on its ass. Yeah, where did he get his new clothes? <laughs> they just, <laughs> just all, appeared. Of, all of a sudden he's in new clothes. Yep. He rides up and sees a black guy getting beat up by a bunch of soldiers. He calls out to see if if that's a chew. They all turn around and mm -hmm, they say, "Bless you." I like how the character here he's getting beat up and he's just like, "I hope people got this on tape." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they continue to beat the guy up. And it is indeed Achu, played by the great comedian Dave Chappelle. This is his debut, I believe. This is his debut. Oh. You just stole a trivia fact from me. Oh, sorry. This is uh, Dave Chappelle's first official movie. There you go. Robin goes to help him out as he asks Achu to watch his back. Achu tells him, your back just got punched twice. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't know why it's so funny it's, when it is. Because it's simple, dumb humor. It's, it works. The bad guys get back up, and they are about to start beating again. Achu tells them to wait so he can pump up his old-school Reebok pumps. They then take out the guards by using the praying mantis style of kung fu. 
all the bad guys ride off, except for one guy who says, You haven't seen the last of us! Robin grabs a sleeve of arrows, like six arrows. Yeah, it, it folds down comically. Yes. And he shoots it at him, pinning him to a tree, and the guy says, You've seen the last of us! <laughs> Robin and Achu ride up to Robin's castle, Loxley Hall, home to the past seven generations of Loxleys, Robert. Only it's being towed away. Robin stops the guy and demands to know what's going on. The guy hands him a scroll, and it's being towed for unpaid back taxes. Signed by Prince John's royal accountant, HMR Blockhead. <laughs> they tow the castle, and as it pulls away, we see Blinken taking a shit. It just leaves the foundation and just random yes. crap behind. <laughs> so funny. Which makes zero sense. Because That's fine. Because <laughs> it's a movie. It but works. It, it was funny. It's a Mel Brooks movie. And looking at the first ever Braille copy of Playboy. Yeah, that was really funny. He just he starts, hey, let me give them a little tip. Yeah, squeak, he's like fondling the tip. The centerfold comes down. He's like, ooh, Lisa. Yeah. Robin calls out to Blinken, the family's loyal blind servant. He says, Master Robin, is that you? Yes. Back from the Crusades? Yes. And alive? Yes. <laughs> Blinken goes to open the door, but it's gone as he falls into a topless statue that has no arms. There's probably a name for that statue. It's a famous statue, right? The Venus de Milo? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think it's the Venus de Milo. I am not cultured at all, so I don't know. He gets up and he thinks the statue is Robin and says, You've lost your arms in battle! How terrible! But you grew some nice boobs! As he's smacking the boobs. Oh yeah, he's he. I'm going to get a hold of them things. He tells Blinken that they've taken the castle. Blinken's like, this never would have happened if his father was still alive. Robin shockingly says, he's dead? Yes. And my mother? She died of pneumonia while you were away. My brothers, they were all killed by the plague. My dog, Pungo, ran over by a carriage. A goldfish, Goldie, eaten by the cat. My cat choked on, on the, the goldfish. goldfish. So funny. <laughs> so good. Blinken hugs Robin and then gives him a metal tin that his father wanted him to have. That his dad said that this holds the key to the greatest treasure in all the land. Can I keep it? <laughs> yes. Okay. No, I better hang on to this. So a Jew comes back with the horse and Robin introduces him. Blinken says, a Jew? Here? He's like, this is a Jew. That's my name. My name. Not a Jew. Then a screaming white kid runs up to them as he's being chased by the sheriff of Rottingham, played by Roger Bees. And his guards start singing. <laughs> We used to do that all the time with kazoos. Yeah. <laughs> so the sheriff of Rottingham says, Over that boy hand. And he's pausing. He's like, oh, God damn it. Hand over that boy. Robin asks him what the boy's done. Roddy says, He was poaching in the king's forest. He dared to kill a king's dare. <sighs> he dared to kill a king's deer. Robin's like, this is, punish this is a punishable offense? Roddy says, it's punishable by death. Where have you been? Robin says, fighting with King Richards in the Crusades. Unfortunately, my father couldn't get me into the National Guard. Ooh. Exactly. Roddy does not like that and demands to know who he is. Robin of Loxley. Roddy then goes to pull a sword on Robin, but it 
it breaks off. Yes. And it's sheathed, and he's just holding the handle. It's just a handle. <laughs> Robin takes out his sword, slices his saddle strap, causing Roddy's saddle to slide underneath his horse with him still in it. Not sure how he doesn't fall out of the saddle at this point. No, but it's, it's a comedy. Who cares? Anyway, Roddy says that he was angry with Robin before, but now he's really pissed off. Chew's like, if I was that close to a horse's wiener, I'd be more worried about being pissed on. Roddy says, I'll pay for this. You'll pay for this. Kill them. Roddy says this to the guards, but Robin holds his sword up to Roddy's throat, and he tells his guards that he's changed his mind. Robin smacks the horse on its ass, and they ride off, as Roddy's head gets bounced up and down off the ground. It's, it's fu- That's funny. Yes. I like it. It's good. The kid thanks him and says that he'll tell the town that there is someone here that will stand up to Rottingham and his men. Robin says, quote, do that, but also tell them that he vows to put an end to the injustice. Right the wrongs. End the tyranny. Restore the throne. Protect the forest. Introduce folk dancing. Demand the four-day work week. And affordable health care for Saxons and Normans. The kid interrupts. Yes, yes, good, good. Well, it's getting dark. And I have to go home alone now. As he screams and runs off. Now, we're introduced to Maid Marian. Played by the lovely... Amy Yazbeck, as she's singing in the bathtub. Oh, yeah. But we get interrupted when one of the cameras breaks the stained glass, and then she continues to sing. Apparently, this is a this is a theme in a lot of Mel Brooks movies. Does it in Spaceballs? Yep. It's a homage to uh, Psycho. I've waited so patiently for a true love. When will he come for me? Where is he? It is. <laughs> so good. Then Broomhilda comes in and tells her to get out of the tub before that thing begins to rust. Marion stands up and we see that she's wearing a chastity belt. Broomhilda then starts a fire in the fireplace by simply turning a knob. Yes, <laughs> they have gas, gas heat, gas That's fire. What, yes, they do back in that day, I guess. Then a happy little bluebird flies in and lands on Marion's finger. She says this means she must make a wish. She says, quote, I hope against hope, I wish against wish, that the heavens bring a kind, wonderful, gentle man who possesses the key to her. She looks down at her chastity belt and looks up and says, heart. The bird flies off and Brumhilda says, oh, the happy little bluebird has left a happy little doo-doo on your hand. Gross. Now Roddy comes into Prince John's chambers and says that he must speak with him. Roddy says to PJ, for short, Prince John, played by Richard Lewis, that he has news. PJ's like, what kind? It's not bad, is it? He says that he doesn't want to hear any bad news. The day started off so good. He had a good night's sleep. He had a good BM. So what kind of news is it? Roddy says, well, to be perfectly honest, it's bad. Ooh. So they decide to have Roddy tell PJ the bad news in a good way so it doesn't sound so bad. That's smart. Sounds good to me. What could go wrong? Roddy clears his throat and starts laughing. <laughs> Wait till you hear this. I just bumped into Robin of Loxley. He's back from the Crusades. <laughs> you know, he just beat the crap out of me and my men. <laughs> he hates you. He loves your brother, Richard. <laughs> He wants to see you hanged. <laughs> you 
we're in an awful lot of trouble. <laughs> Prince John's like, what are you, crazy? Why are you laughing? This is terrible news. I also want to know where he gets got all that information that he hates him so much because it's never been stated. Right? It's... <laughs> Roddy's like, I, 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 you, you told me to tell you the news in a good way. Prince John says that he blew it. They decide to go see Latrine, played by the very funny Tracy Ullman. They say the creature in the tower that protects Prince John's future. Roddy says that she gives him the willies. PJ asks, asks her what she can tell him about Robin of Loxley as she starts saying ingredients out loud as she puts them in a bowl. She's like, raven's egg, blood of a hen, a little bit more blood, eyeballs of a crocodile, testicles of a newt. I guess he's a transsexual now. Oh, God. <laughs> She says that Robin's here to regain his family's honor. PJ asks her if she's certain and then fries up that concoction and serves it to Prince John and says, if you want certain, hire yourself a witch. I'm just your cook. Yeah, seriously, that was nice. That looked disgusting. Ew, gross. I think it was blue, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was all the wrong colors. He tries the food but spits it out and then asks about her name. She says that her family changed it in the ninth century. Prince John's like, you changed it. To Latrine? She says, yeah. It used to be shithouse. So funny. That's a good change. That's a good change. He asks again if she can help with Robin. She says that she could come up with a magical potion that could render him useless in exchange. She wants him to put in a good word with the Sheriff of Rottingham. I've got the hots for him. <laughs> she then reveals that she has a cardboard cutout of him in her boudoir. Yeah, he's got a nice smiling face. Yeah. She then gets all sexual. Oh, 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 rotty, 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 rotty. Prince John says, why would someone that is as handsome as the sheriff of Rottingham ever want a creature like her? She's like, well, if you're going to puncture my dreams, then I won't help you. Prince John tells her to wait a second. He says, maybe if we get him drunk. Very, Very drunk. drunk. You got a shot. The camera then zooms in on the cardboard cutout as the expression on Roddy's face is like, yeah, it's got It got into a yikes, disgust look. Yeah. Next, we are in the forest with Robin, blinking and a chew. And this is where we meet Little John, played by Eric Allen Kramer, as he is guarding a comically small bridge. It won't let them pass without paying at all. Robin refuses to pay. He says that this bridge is on his family's land. Little John recognizes Robin and shakes his hand, but he still won't let him pass. He says that toll is a toll, and a roll is a roll. And if we don't get no tolls, then we don't eat no rolls. So they have a fight with staffs to see if they can cross or not. You you missed the best part. What? When, uh, when a chew comes up, he goes, we could just jump That's over the river. To that right now. A chew says, hey, Blinken. Blinken answers, did you say a Blinken? It's a Blinken. I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> he says, "No, man. I said, hey, Blinken, hold the reins, man." And, and as he's doing it, he actually smacks the horse by mistake. <laughs> yeah. Achu goes up to them and literally shows them that you can cross without the bridge. He says, "This ain't the Mississippi." He jumps back and forth and even straddles both sides of it. I'm on the west east bank. I'm <laughs> exactly. on the west bank. Robin says, "That's not the point. It's about honor." So they fight with the bow staffs, but they keep snapping in half. And every time that happens, they toss one half away and use the other half. Comically getting smaller so every time. Right up until it's like pencil-sized. Robin taps Little John on the head and then hits him on the toe. 
as Little John falls off the bridge and into a puddle-sized creek. Little John starts freaking out because he can't swim. Robin's like, help, What's I can't swim. I can't swim. Eh, but he helps him up. Little John gives Robin a big hug and thanks him for saving his life. <laughs> so good. Robin then introduces Achu and Blinken. Little John says, bless you again. At, at this point, this is getting... It's going to keep going on. We're not done with that one yet. Achu's like, that's my name, man. Achu. Little John introduces his mate, Will Scarlet. Will says, Scarlet's my middle name. His full name is Will Scarlet O'Hara. We're from Georgia. And he's played by Matthew Peretta. Little John says that Will is a master with the blade. Robin asks for a demonstration as Will hands him a bow and arrow and tells him to fire an arrow straight at his eye. At his heart. His heart. Eye. Whatever. Exactly. Robin fires an arrow, but Will... My favorite part was said, okay. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Will disintegrates the arrow into nothing. To which Achu says... What part of Georgia are you from? South Central? <laughs> Little John apologizes about the toll thing. He says, it's Prince John. He's taking their homes and everything they own. Robin then tells him that he's going to crash Prince John's party tonight and show them that there are people here to fight and to end their tyranny. Little John says that he'll join him, but Robin says he's going to do this alone and runs off and goes to jump on his horse but fails. Achu then says, man, white men can't jump. We now cut back to the castle and Prince John's party, and we see that they have valet parking for their horses. Yes. Uh, also, the the giant. Remember the uh, the device people used to put in their cars, the club. Exactly, and we see that they have va- you know the valet parking, like I said, and a giant horses club they put over the, the horse's head so no one can steal them. Do people still have the club anymore? I think some some old timers might have them. Maybe they don't work that well. I never had one, but it, it 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 made a good weapon. It is called the club, right? <laughs> so, it's in the name. Now there's a mime doing mime shit, but Roddy and PJ are not having it. Roddy tells the guards to kill the mime, but Prince John stops him and says, "Do you want to say it? A mime is a terrible thing to waste." Oh God! Da-dum-tsh. So nice. they let him go. Marion comes down and joins them as Roddy helps her to her chair. He kisses her hand very aggressively. Very aggressively. PJ watches and goes, hmm. Yeah, get, get that. Kiss that fucking hand. Roddy then tells Marianne that they have exotic food from all around the world. They have coconuts, bananas, and dates. He asks Marion if she would like a date. She, she does. How about next Thursday? Ugh. Terrible. Robin kicks open the door with a hog on his shoulders. He walk, When he kicks open the door, the, he crushes two guards. Yeah. yeah. And the doors close and they comically fall yeah, down. so good. Uh, he walks up and slams the pig onto the table as a gift for him and his guests. Roddy says, that's a wild boar. You notice what uh, Prince John says when that hits the table? Yeah. He says yeah. a Yiddish word for non-kosher food. Right. <laughs> <So good. laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Robin's like, no, no, that's a wild pig. That's a wild boar. Funny, funny. Emotions to Prince John. <laughs> <laughs> Marion introduces herself to Robin, who is immediately smitten by her. He kisses her hand politely, and Roddy is staring. He's starting to lose it after Prince John calls Robin a smoothie. Definitely a smoothie. Roddy says this, and he's freaking out. Enough! King illegal forest, two pig wild, kill in it, I is. 
What? I mean, don't you know? It is illegal to kill a wild pig in the king's forest. Those bits get me every time when I'm watching it. It's so, I don't know why I find it oh, so funny. The backwards talking. Yeah, it's his facial, his it, the way his face looks and his physical body's acting to it. It's hysterical. It's so good. Robin says, "Isn't it illegal to sit in the king's throne and usurp his power in his absence?" PJ tells him to watch it. You've gone too far. Robin tells Prince John that if he doesn't stop taxing the people, he will lead the good people of England in a revolt against him. Prince John asks Robin why the people should listen to him, to which Robin responds, because unlike some other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. Ooh. He says the line, Bob. He says in the, the movie. He said the thing. He, he said, said the, the thing. thing. Roddy gets up and smacks Robin in the face with his glove and challenges him to a duel. Robin picks up a knight's armor glove and smacks Roddy in the face with it. <laughs> he swung. Roddy says, so it's come down to just you and me, mano to mano. Just you and me and my guards. Saw that one coming. Yes. Robin fights off the guards with his sword until he sees that he has them standing under a chandelier, being held up by a rope. Robin cuts the rope and folds his arms and grins. But he cut the wrong rope as a chandelier falls on him instead. That was nice comedic timing. Yes. Just then, Little John, Achu, Will, and Blinken burst in to help with the fight. At one point, Blinken walks up to, the, to Robin mid-sword fight and brings him some ale. Blinken says, it sounds like we're winning, sir. Indeed we are, says Robin, and carries on. And we get the overhead shot of them fighting, and Blinken is just standing there waving the sword up yes. and down, <laughs> fighting nobody. Prince John cowers behind the table with Roddy. Prince John says, save me, save me, hurt them, hurt them. Roddy's like... Yes, save them, save them, hurt you, hurt you, I've got it. <laughs> PJ just groans. Like, we then see Blinken going to town on a beam with his sword, a wooden beam, making all kinds of sawdust. Then they bring out the uh, the archers as Robin takes cover under the table, where it just happens. Maid Marian is hiding. Ooh. Mm, yeah. Sexy time. Sexy time. Robin asks her if she believes in love at first sight. She says it depends on what you are looking at. She says, yes, and they go in to kiss, but get interrupted. He says, to be continued. Cut back to Blinken and fast forward, chopping up that wooden beam covered in sawdust. It's like nothing He left. is making it rain. <laughs> <laughs> Roddy orders all the guards to surround them, and a shit ton of armor guards come out and surround them, literally. Robin grabs a rope and looks at the camera and says, ah, right rope. As he swings from the top of the stairs, kicking over a guard. As he falls, starting a domino effect. As all the guards fall comically down. Did you notice over the arches that everyone's standing are big light up exit signs? Yes. <laughs> electricity exists in this movie. Uh, yeah, you got turn on gas stoves and you Why got not? electricity. Why not? Apparently that shot with all those guards falling down took like a like a couple of weeks of, to prepare yeah. and get it all ready to yeah, go. Because they had to move like the people that were in suits to where they weren't in suits so they could motion. So oh man, that's that's a that's a tricky shot there. Yeah. Little John lifts the beam, locking them in, and tosses it at the remaining guards, knocking them down as Robin blows Marion a kiss and then leaves. But Brumhilda intercepts the kiss by grabbing it and then says, no, no, no. They had a nice sound effect of a thump as she catches yeah. it. Cut back to the forest. We see that Little John has gathered all the villagers he could get to help with the cause. Robin goes to address them and ask them to lend him their ears. Nice Caesar reference. So they do. They take off their Literally. ears and throw it to him. Everyone. Gross. 
<laughs> Robin says, that's disgusting. He then right, tries to motivate them and listen. Hear me. Men the likes of Prince John and Rottingham must be stopped. Stop from taxing us into poverty. Stop from taking from us what is rightfully ours. If we stand up to them, all together as one, we can win the day. We shall go on to the end. We shall not flag or fail. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. Here comes Winston Churchill. We shall defend our isle, whatever the cost may be. We shall never surrender. Then they shall save us. Never have so many, oh, so much, to serve you. <laughs> so good. Then Chu takes out a pair of Malcolm X-style glasses. <laughs> he puts them on and says, he's doing his best impersonation of Denzel Washington playing Malcolm X. Yes. He says, look at yourselves. Go ahead, take a look around. Oh, people of Sherwood, you've been had. <laughs> Hoodwinked, bamboozled, run amok. We didn't land on Sherwood Forest. Sherwood Forest landed on us. Achoo hands it over to Robin and says, they're all warmed up for you. Nice. Robin says that it's time to fight back. Are you with me, yay or nay? Well, which ones means yes? <sighs> yay. Very nice. Cut to the next day. All the men are in line for their feather caps, jerkins, botkins, boots, swords, quivers, and pantyhose. As a chew cracks open a giant plastic egg and takes out green pantyhose. Then all the men go through training as no one, none of them, know how to shoot a bow. After that, uh, Will shows them how to joust. And when it comes back to Robin, he gives Will a treat and says, good boy. The guys try to joust some dummies that are set up, but all of them just get knocked off their horses. A chew says, maybe, maybe we should take the dummies into battle. Robin stares at the camera and strokes his chin like, hmm. Now we're at the castle, and Roddy goes into Prince John's bathroom. We see him in the tub with the guards, blowing long trumpet-like tubes into the bathtub. Giving him a nice jacuzzi bath. Yeah. Prince John asks Roddy what he's smelling. These aren't my bubbles. It's the bath. Roddy tells Prince John that St- Strucky has loxed again. <laughs> says, what? Loxley has struck again, says Roddy. Roddy asks Prince John if his mole used to be on the other side of his face. Yes, the mole is now moving. Prince John says, I have a mole? Yeah, that's funny. So good. Every time they show Prince John, the mole's in a different spot. Yeah, it's it's pretty comical. That's good. It's a, it's a nice continuing yeah. gag. Yep. Roddy tells Prince John that he has something to show him. So we go outside and Roddy's showing Prince John their stealth catapult. Stealth catapult. Stealth catapult. Yeah. yeah. Prince John asks Roddy how it works. He tells him, it's easy. Just put one of these, one of those heavy rocks right here where I'm sitting and pull the lever. Like this, as PJ pulls the lever, sending Roddy flying through the sky. We hard cut to Latrine who is praying, quote, Oh dear Lord, if you say fit to send me my one true love. Just then Roddy comes crashing through the ceiling and landing right in her bed. She says, Thank you. And this whole next scene was all done on improv. Yeah, so funny. She she then climbs on top of Roddy and tries to get some. She's like, let me work my magic on you. Let me touch the hiney. Roddy pushes her off and says, I got a headache. I got a headache. <laughs> so funny. Katrine asks, where are you going? Ah, bugger. She turns to the camera and says, I was that close. I touched it. <laughs> we now see Rabbi Tuckman, played by Mel Brooks, 
on a horse-drawn carriage, and he's blaming the horse for getting into the sacramental wine again. You first snick it! The rabbi stops his car as Robin is blocking the way and says that he's entering the territory of Robin Hood and his merry men. Rabbi says, Figlis? And wobbles his hand. The boys are like, no, 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 no. We're straight. Just marry. Just marry. <laughs> the rabbi asks him who he is. Robin tells him. The, rab- the rabbi is like, I just came from Maid Marian. The ladies who heart you stole. You prince of thieves, you. Rabbi says that he knew her mother and father before they were taken in the plague. Lord and Lady Bagel. <laughs> <laughs> he says that he and Marion were meant for each other. Locks, Lee and Bagel. You can't miss. Yeah. Bagel and Locks. Nothing goes better. This is the first time I got that. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. If if you don't know what it is, you don't know. Yeah. I just got it. I was like, it's funny. Oh! Today, uh, the Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th, by the way. Thank you. My name is Jason. It's uh, National Bagel Day. Is it really? Yeah. You can make up What's random your f- days. Uh, fine. That works. What's your favorite bagel? I like, believe it or not, an egg everything bagel. Okay. I'm a heavily, heavily, heavily poppy seed bagel. Poppy seed bagels are delicious. I don't want to see any bread. Cover it with poppy seeds. You know what's underrated, believe it or not? A salt bagel. Salt? Yeah. It's something about the dough and the, the salt and the little schmear cream cheese. It's good. A little schmear? Robin asks who he is. He tells him that he's Rabbi Tuchman, purveyor of sacramental wine and moyo extraordinaire. Oi. They ask him what a moil is, and Rabbi tells him that a moil performs circumcisions. They say, what's a circumcision? Oh, you didn't. You shouldn't have asked. Rabbi says that it's the latest rage, and the ladies love it. Will says that he wants one, and Little John says, I'll take two. I'll t- yeah, everyone pretty much takes yes. volunteering. They ask how it's done. Rabbi takes out his little handheld guillotine. <laughs> and a carrot. He says... I take your little thing, as he puts a carrot in the guillotine, and just nip the tip. Hassan Chop! Ooh. They all quickly change their mind. Robin asks if he could share some, some of his wisdom and perhaps some of his wine. At first, Rabbi says no to the wine, but then is like, wait, there's things here. There's trees. There's rocks. There's birds. There's squirrels. Let's bless them all until we get fresh snicket. That's the way to do it. They all cheer. So now we are back at the castle, and Roddy is having a meeting with Don Giovanni. This is where I lost it, and I was taking my notes. Played by the wonderful, great Dom DeLuise. Rest in peace. Roddy thanks him for coming on such short notice, and all the way from New Jersey. (laughs) Roddy tells the Don that this was supposed to be a private meeting, and he asked him who these other men are. Don says, these are my trusted associates. On my right, as dirty as you. And on my left, filthy Luca. Luca then stands up and says, we thank you for visiting us on the day of your daughter's wedding. I hope her first child is a masculine child. Don tells him, shut up. (laughs) While the Don is talking, he grabs what is clearly a plastic lizard and is holding it like Dr. Evil holds Mr. Bigglesworth. Yes. Don acknowledges that Roddy is having a problem with that, quote, fruit, Robin Hood, and he probably wants him rubbed out, eliminated, maybe even killed. Roddy says, uh, yes, you put it so succinctly. Don says, suck what? <laughs> as Dirty Ezio reaches into his jacket and leans forward, Roddy says, it means perfectly, you dumb fuck. 
Don's like, oh yeah, I knew that. Roddy then says that it looks like his li- his lizard is limp. Don says, well, at my age, you know, sometimes... <laughs> I start laughing hard at this. He's like, oh, you mean Charlie, my actual lizard. That's plastic. Charlie then farts and takes a <laughs> shit on Don's hand. And she then rubs it on Ezio's jacket. Don says that there's something that weighs very heavy on my heart. All these years, we've been friends. England and Jersey. Never once have you invited me to your home for food, coffee, and cake, and a canoe. Something, you know. A canoe. It's a pastry with stuffing and sprinkles on it. like, I don't understand a word you're saying. That's his, oh, I just came from the dentist. He pulls out these cotton balls and hands them to Filthy Luca, who says, I will take these cotton balls from you with my hand and put them into my pocket. Jesus Christ. Don's like, yeah, whatever. Roddy acknowledges that Dirty Ezio doesn't say much. Don says he doesn't say anything because my enemy cut out his tongue. Roddy asks why. Don then does uh, moose antlers and says, because he went like this. La, 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 la. Don then calls Ezio over and says, go like this. He can't do it. Yeah, they just start but laughing. I love to tease him. Roddy then asks Don what he's going to do about Robert. He says that tomorrow at the medieval fun and games, make archery your biggest event. Robin won't be able to resist. Why is that? asks Roddy. Then Filth Lucas says, We'll make him an offer he can't refuse. Don's like, I was just going to say that! And throws a handful of nuts at him. <laughs> Roddy says that Robin is a great archer. Don says, Lucha's good, better, best. Don says, show him your archery medals. Lucha stands up and opens up his coat. It's lined with a shit ton of medals. Oh, yeah, like head to toe. Yeah. Don says that Lucha beats Robin at the archery contest. Then Izio makes Robin no more. Roddy says, no more? Don's like, oh, yeah. You want plain English? Robin's going to be dead. D-E-D. Dead. We pan up as we see that Marion has been listening from her balcony the whole time. She then goes back inside and turns the lights on via the clapper and wakes up Brumhilda. Now we got another ye old reference. Yes. The clapper. Yep. And tells her that Prince John and the sheriff have hired men to kill Robin and they have to go warn him immediately. So they go out the back and Marion calls for her horse, Lady. She comes and Marion leaps onto her from the balcony. No problem. Brumhilda whistles for her horse, Farfakugel. Farfakugel. She tries to mount the, the same way as Marion by leaping onto it from the balcony, but the horse is smart and says, nah, fuck that noise. Yeah, he just moves. She hits the ground, and when she gets up, you can see the stone is completely smashed. Yeah, it's smashed. But she does get back on the horse, and they ride off. Cut to Blinken and Sherwood Forest up in a watchtower watching Robin. Robin comes up on his horse and asks Blinken what he's doing up up there. Blinken says, guessing? I I guess no one's coming? Yeah, the blind man in the lookout tower was pretty good. It's so good. Robin tells him to get to get down from there and calls him a twit. Then Blinken knocks over the ladder as he's trying to get down and falls to the ground. He gets up and dusts himself off and says, I can see! He then turns and runs right into a tree and says, Nope. Nope. That was wrong. Now we cut to Little John and Will as they come out of ye old port of Privy. John says how hard it is to get these tights on. And we get our second original song. Will, how me seems... Perfect. <laughs> Every time. We're men. We're men in tights. We roam around the forest looking for lights. 
We're men, we're men in tights. We run from the rich and give to the poor. That's right. We may look like sissies, but watch what you say or else we'll put out your lights. We're men, we're men in tights. Always on guard defending the people's rights. La 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 We're men, manly men, we're men in tights. Yes! We roam around the forest looking for fights. We're men, we're men in tights. We rob from the rich and give to the poor. That's right! We may look like pansies, but don't get us wrong or else we'll put out your lights. We're men, we're men in tights. Tight tights! Always on guard defending the people's rights. When you're in the fix, just call for the men in tights. We're a bunch! <laughs> so funny. Nice. Now Marion and Broomhilda make it to Robin's camp. Little John goes over to help Broomhilda off her horse, but she falls on top of him. She says in a flirty way, Let me know if there's anything she can do for him. He says, Yeah, get off me. Marianne tells Robin about the plot to kill him at the fair tomorrow. She tells him not to go. Robin's like, That's easy. I won't go. Marianne's like, They were going to try to lure you there by having an archery contest. Robin pulls away from a kiss and is like, An archery contest, you say? Intriguing. Marion says that their archer is unbeatable. Marion says, to promise you won't go. Robin says, I promise you won't go. Robin then makes Marion, takes her aside and serenades her with a song. And as he's singing, all the merry men get involved and watch as Robin and Marion are behind a lighted sheet as they watch their silhouette. The night is young and you're so beautiful. Be flat. The night is young and you're so beautiful Here among the shadows, beautiful lady Open your heart This is not Robin's actually singing. Nobody actually sang their music. Oh, this is a singer. He's a prof- yeah. professional singer. But, but none, of, none of the actual main actors really sing the music. Oh, no. When do we start? When the lady is kissable And the evening is cool And he dream is permitted in the heart of a fool. The moon is high and you're so glamorous And if I seem over amorous lady What can I do? Sword penis. That's why they're clapping. Nice. They're like, huh? What the fuck is going on? Oh, not a sword penis. There's no penis. 
Yes, the sword came up to make it look like a giant erection. Uh, Robin pulls Marion aside and tells her that he's ready for his kiss now, but Marion says that she's a virgin and, and it could only be a kiss, and she could never go all the way. Unless, of course, she were married, or if a man pledged his endless love to her, or if he knew that he desperately cared for her, or if he were really cute. Robin notices that she's shivering and asks her what she's wearing underneath her robe. She replies, practically nothing. Robin goes in and we hear a clank. Yeah, as he tries to go with the little sack tap. Yeah. She says, except that, I forgot to tell you about my chastity belt. It's an Everlast. That's a nice reference. She tells him to not despair, for it is written on a scroll. One day, he who is destined for me shall be endowed with the magical key that will bring an end to her virginity. Robin says, if only it twere me. Raven says, oh, if it twere you, twould be terrific. They go to kiss, but Miss Cockblock is there as she says, No ding ding without the wedding ring. That's right. Marion leaves as Robin says goodbye. Goodbye, my dearest. Toodaloo. Au revoir. Auf Wiedersehen. Ciao. Ding dong day. Get to the next day as the merry men make their way to the event dressed as exotic women. Ooh. Achoo is bitching that his shoes don't match his purse. Will tells Blinken to fix his boobs. He says he looks like a bloody Picasso. Yeah, with one fake boob over top yeah. of the other one. He just, and he knows he just starts punching yeah. it into place. <laughs> <laughs> we then see uh, Ezio up in the castle at a spot looking down at the archers. Yes, the ye old depository. Yes. Ready to snipe Robin when he's revealed. JFK reference. Back into the left. So the first contest begins, and two archers hit the bullseye. Another Kevin Costner movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those two can stay. The rest can bugger off. The two archers are some old man and Lucha. Roddy says that the old man is Loxley. Prince John says, are you sure? He looks like Mark Twain. The old man goes first and hits a perfect bullseye. Roddy stands up and says, good job, Robin of Loxley. Robin takes off his disguise and turns to the crowd as they are Arsenio Hall the crap out of him. <laughs> Lucha then takes his shot and he splits Robin's arrow as a fan jumps up and says, He split Robin's arrow in twain! Robin stares in disbelief as the crowd lifts up Lucha on their shoulders. Robin's like, I lost? I lost? Wait a minute. I'm not supposed to lose. Let me see the script. He thumbs through the script and it says that he gets another shot. A guy from the crowd stands up and says that Robin gets another shot. Let's give him the chop. We also get a shot at uh, Prince John and the sheriff also pulling out scripts. Yeah, 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 he yeah, does, he does, he does. Prince John tells Roddy to tell the sniper to take a shot. He does, and the sniper fires. But Blinken's standing right there as he snatches the arrow out of midair. Yeah, he's some sort of kung fu bullcrap. Yeah. Achu says, how, how did you do that? Blinken says, that he heard it a mile away. Robin says, very good, Blinken. Well done. Pardon? Who's talking? <laughs> Robin then takes out his patriot arrow. But as he goes to fire it, Lucha comes over and buckles his knee. The shot goes straight up in the air. 
but the arrow corrects itself, going under the fans and making them do the wave and landing right in the middle of Lucha's arrow, exploding it to smithereens. Right from the back. Comes up from the backside. Boom, boom. From the back. Roddy then calls the guards over to arrest Robin, but Marion agrees to do the most disgusting thing she can think of. Marry Roddy. Oh, if yeah. he spares Robin. You gotta spare him, otherwise I ain't marrying you. Roddy's like, you'll be mine? You'll give yourself to me every night? And sometimes right after lunch? <laughs> she says yes, that he can only have her body. He can never have her heart, her mind, or her soul. He's like, oh, okay, that's fine. I'll that's fine. That's I'll fine. With that. I mean. <laughs> Robin says that his life's not worth it. Just say nay. Roddy laughs and says to walk this way. As Robin and the guards do exactly that. Yes. Another Mel Brooks thing. Uh, they do that in Young Frankenstein. Yes. With, with Igor. Prince John says to send word to one and all and all in one. And he's like, Jesus Christ, isn't that a little redundant? Announcer says, what? Was that the first what chant? Yeah. What? <laughs> Before what? it's time? What? 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 Cut to Robin on stage as the hangman asks Robin, what are you, about a 16, 16 and a half? This is the same hangman from Blazing Saddles. Yes. And the eye patch is on the other eye. In Blazing Saddles, it's on the opposite nice. side. The hangman grabs the noose and places it over Robin's head. Robin says that, that's a little tight. The hangman says, that's the idea. <laughs> he asks him if Robin would like a blindfold. Or half of one as he lifts up his eye patch. <laughs> and then he kisses Robin on the cheek. Robin refuses a blindfold. Now we have the Abbott, played by Dick Van Patten, walking down the aisle to get ready for the wedding. PJ walks Marion down as PJ closes the gate with a remote control. The Abbott starts the opening prayer. Before we get to that, when the Abbott's walking down, everyone's going, Abbott, Abbott, Abbott. Then that one guy's like, Hey, Abbott! I hate that, hate that guy! The Abbott starts opening the opening prayer in the new Latin. Oh, Audley. If it's gay or yay, as sings blay. I just heard it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The abbot says that they are here today to witness the marriage between Mervyn the sheriff of uh, Mervyn. Every, everyone starts chuckling. The abbot says, "Mervyn, your name is Mervyn." They go on, and the abbot asks Roddy if he takes Marion to be his lawfully. Blah blah blah. Says yes. Yes, Marion the same. She says, I do not. As a true fires an arrow, freeing Robin from the noose. Then the villagers and Robin's merry men come in and start fighting back. Robin hands the noose back to the hangman who says, You know what they say? No noose is good noose. Roddy says to Marion that he's going to have her whether they're married or not. He wraps her in a blanket and runs off to the tower. A true shows Robin this and says, He's going to deflower her in the tower. Roddy locks the door, jumps on top of Marion, who is lying on the bed and says to consider this foreplay as he rips Marion's dress open. This is very rapey. Very rapey. I don't like that. He then sees the chastity belt and says, Ooh, that's going to chafe my willy. Yes, he runs to find a way to open it. Roddy comes back with a jackhammer. No matter what you do, I shall never Submit. Aha! Robin! <laughs> Robin kicks on the door and tells Roddy to get ready for the fight scene. Roddy tells Marion that he'll be back to 
<sighs> Finish the job. So they start sword fighting, and then we see their shadows fighting as Roddy makes a quacking duck shadow puppet, as Robin makes a barking dog. <laughs> Robin then stabs his sword through a window, impaling one of the stage guys' as bagel. Hey! <laughs> the guy says what Bob just said. As Robin gives it back to him, they keep fighting as they get locked up. Roddy pulls out a dagger as it cuts the key holder from the beginning, the thing that's around his neck. Yeah, the, the locket of so, some sort. Yeah. It goes flying as it smashes against the ceiling, the stone ceiling. The case shatters as the key comes falling out and landing perfectly in the keyhole of Marion's chastity belt. Whoa! Nobody saw that coming, I bet. <clears throat> Robin says, It is the key to the greatest treasure of all the land. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Marion says that this means Robin is, is her one true love because it's just the right size. Roddy chimes in, It's not the size that counts, it's how you use it. I used it six times! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they fight some more as Robin punches Roddy, sending him back into a chair. Roddy tries to attack from behind, and Robin goes to put his sword back, accidentally impaling Roddy. Then Latrine comes in and is screaming that her man has been run through. She asks him how he feels. Roddy says, I'm dying, you fool! He stabbed me six times! <laughs> Latrine says that she has a magic pill that could save his life. She says that she'll give it to him, but he has to marry her oh. and be hers forever. He agrees, and she gives him the pill. A lifesaver. As she pulls out the sword as Roddy is healed. Latrine drags him off and says that she always wanted to marry a cop. Roddy screams, I've changed my mind. Robin carries Marion over to the bed as she does her best impersonation of the Daniel Bryan chant as she shouts, yes, yes, yes. Robin goes to turn the key on her chastity belt when it comes when in comes Broomhilda. Shouting, no! She says that they're not married yet. Before you do it, you must go through it. Or else I blew it. Robin and Marion run outside to the altar. As Robin calls for the rabbi to marry them. And in a hurry, Rabbi says he'll be right out as he finishes his last appointment. Hassan Chop! Rabbi comes out and says, Robin, do you? Yes. Marion. Do you? Yes. And I'll pronounce you, man. And we hear, I object, as it's King Richard. King Patrick's Back here. from the Crusades. Exactly. The king takes off his, takes the crown off PJ's head. Prince Sean says that he got some bad advice from Rottingham. And now the, the mole is in the middle of his forehead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to which the crowd says, bullshit, bullshit. King says that from this day forward, all the toilets shall be known as John's. The king orders his men to take PJ away and put him in the Tower of London and make him part of the tour. The king thanks Robin and says that all his family's land property shall be returned and Robin will rule all of Sherwood Forest from this day forward. King then knights Robin and says, Sir Robin of Loxley. Rabbi asks the king why he objects to the wedding. He says he doesn't, but he has not yet kissed the bride. It is his custom in his royal right. He asks the father to hold his sword. It's a rabbi. Whatever. Whatever. He then kisses Marion for 10 goddamn seconds, Bob. Oh, yeah. Well, it's good to be the king. That's right. Rabbi's, rabbi says that. It's good to be the king. Another reference from another movie. Mm-hmm. Rabbi says, thank you, your majesty. Here's your knife. Sword. Whatever. Rabbi repeats the questions and pronounces them man, and as he looks over at the king, who winks at him? Wife. 
Then Robin appoints a new sheriff in Rottingham at Chu, to which everyone says, a black sheriff? Blinken says, he's black? Yeah, he's black? <laughs> at Chu says, and why not? It worked in blazing saddles. Yeah, that's true. As he looks at the camera, then Robin and Marion ride off on a horse with a sign on its ass that says married. So that's a story, and it worked out good. King Richard's on his throne, and Robin's back in the hood. So let's be our friends, a fine to do, and hope we meet again in Robin Hood, too. I said, hey, hey. hey. I said, hey. hey. I said, hey. All right, so post-credits, we have Robin carrying Marion over the threshold and saying, Welcome home, Mrs. Of Loxley. He asks her if she wants him to turn the key. She says, yes, but it, it won't turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, uh, I had to something to tell you. It won't turn. What? Yeah, she's like, what the fuck? No! Robin calls for a locksmith. Back to the credits. Call a locksmith. Locksmith. Call, call a locksmith. locksmith. I know, I'll call a locksmith. A locksmith. That's the movie. That's the movie. That's the movie. Got lots of editing to do tonight. Oh, stretch. This beer is mediocre at best. Oh, it's mid. It's total mid-card. This is mid-card beer. Mm -hmm. Hey, I tried it once. Once. And I'll have to try it again. Yeah. Well, there you It's review time. Is that what we're doing? Sure. They were doing reviews. Let's let's start with those nice positive reviews. Well, uh, it's got a 76 critic. Uh, no, it's got a low critic score on IMDb. I think it was like a four. Not IMDb. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I gotta look it back up. My notes got messed up. 41 percent by the by the credits, and it's got an audience score of 81 percent. Yeah, that's that's better. Yeah. IMDb gives it a 6.9 out of 10. For IMDb, that's pretty good. It's, yeah, IMDb's harsh. Yeah. But the critic score being a 41%. Suck a dick. Suck a dick. So let's start with the positive reviews. Uh, James Sanford. Uh, what happened to my notes here? It's all right. I got, I got one pulled up if you want me to go while you find your yeah, shit. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So from <clears throat> 10 out of 10 stars on IMDb, easily in my top five funniest movies ever made. Although slightly dated, most of the jokes still ring pretty solid for us children of the 80s and 90s. Mel Brooks is a comic genius, and the cast is just darn amazing. I agree. All right, so my first positive review is Joanna uh, Steinmetz of the Chicago Tribune. Robin Hood Men in Tights, Brooks spoof on Robin Hood Legend, gets off to a creaky start before it loosens up and produces lots of laughs. Yes. 10 out of 10. On the contrary to what most people seem to think about this film, I thought it was hilarious. Very well made, and in some places, wonderfully surreal. Make sure you watch it. Dennis King of Tulsa World. Crude and sometimes obscure, Mel Brooks is still an American institution. His Robin Hood Men in Tights is a merry romp through the forest. Yes, it is. My last uh, positive, entitled, This is Why I Never Listen to the Critics. You shouldn't. Despite being almost universally despised by critics everywhere, I think this is one of the most beloved comedies of all time. Mel Brooks is a genius, but all comedy fans know that already. His humor shines brighter than ever in Men in Tights. Fans of his work will recognize a few inside jokes yeah, that are dropped occasionally and dropped with such comedic skill that even those unfamiliar with this other 
works will laugh out loud at the jokes. The actors pull it off effortlessly. This is a great team of well-timed performers, and I can't believe they haven't made another film together. They're excellent. Junk food for the brain, but great for the spirit. Don't pass up a chance to check this one out. All right, let's move into those negative yeah, reviews. Yeah, it's my favorite ones. Yeah, negative reviews? Yeah. Uh, here comes your favorite uh, reviewer, Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune. Oh, this guy. A most disappointing Mel Brooks movie parody that suggests that the once hilarious Brooks has completely lost his way. Wow. Harsh. Uh, here's one from some dude. This is my certified least favorite movie of all time, bar none. It was almost embarrassing watching the degeneration of Mel Brooks' De- talent. Degeneration X. Right. Starting with Spaceballs. Fuck you, you asshole. Hate, he hated Spaceballs? Yeah. Continuing with Life Stinks. All right, Life Stinks is not that good. And culminating in a collection of the most pathetic excuse for jokes ever, that is Men in Tights. There is not a single funny moment in this ent- entire movie. What? And more often than not, I was left thinking, what the hell is supposed to be funny about this scene? Fuck this guy. I mean, this movie didn't make a ton of movie. I think the budget was like $20 million and it made like $35 million. It made money. It made money, but why such hate? I don't get it. So my, my last hate mail is Marilyn S. Manson. Of the Christian Science Monitor. <laughs> Robin Hood is surely one of Mel Brooks's worst disasters. Oh, no. Not even close. No. Mel Brooks has made some funny films. Blazing Saddles was funny. History of the World was funny. Spaceballs was stupid, but what, what is with the Spaceballs hate? Yeah, Spaceballs is awesome. Why does Spaceballs get a lot of hate? I don't understand that. At least if you weren't paying for the privilege, Men in Tights is achingly bad. I mean, truly awful. Dumbass. To all you people, you're entitled to your opinion. You have no sense of humor. Even though you're wrong. Go find a sense of humor. Wrong, 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 wrong. All right. I'm going to do some trivia. Let's do some trivia. I don't... I only had, like, two pieces of trivia for this movie. I got... I'll take the reins here, there was, there was a There was a ton. I didn't like most of them. I'll start with uh, this one. Uh, when Mel Brooks first called Carrie Hughes to offer him the lead role... Uh, Hughes thought it was a prank call and uh, hung up the phone. <laughs> nice. The name Khalil was made up. No, Khalil, Jerusalem, the prison. Yes. Mel Brooks made that up. It's not a real place. Nice. It's fake. Uh, the only one that have uh, I have is what we mentioned earlier. This is Dave Chappelle's first movie. Right. Mel Brooks made the beard Robin is wearing in the prison. Wow, he's got talent. When Larry King heard his name in the movie... He gave Mel Brooks four free plugs on his show. No, that's the way to do it. Right? The scene when Robin is first chained up with a sneeze took 28 takes because the guard putting the chains on was making too much noise. Really? According to Mel in commentary. During the scene where a sneeze and Robin are on the bench, Robin and Robin spins off to England, there was originally a boat. They couldn't get it to work. Or get rigged. So they rewrote the, the script on the spot for him to swim. I mean, it, that's smart. Yeah. If you can't get your stuff to work, there's got to be a workaround. Uh, Mel Brooks said, originally, instead of a key in the box, Mel thought about using a condom. <laughs> <laughs> the key works. The condom would have yes. been funny, too. Nah, the key is the way to go. The scene when Robin cuts the sheriff's saddle off and he ends up under the horse. The horse is mechanical, not real. 
Yeah, well, you don't want to be near. And if you watch, you, a can, you can see the difference. Oh yeah. Yeah. And when the horse rides off, they use a dummy. And Mel Brooks made all the ooh ow sounds. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the scene where the sheriff uh, falls through the roof on the trains room and she tries to get him to have sex with her was completely improvised by Reese and Ullman. Yeah, that was pretty funny. My last one. The magic pill that I said is actually a peppermint peppermint lifesaver. There you go. Nice. Alright, so let's get into our reviews of this movie. You start off this week. I'll start us off. Oh god, are we really gonna keep doing this? No, we're not. Okay. Alright. I am going to give this movie nine out of ten. Damn, that's high. This movie is fucking funny as shit. I don't care who you think you are on these reviews. You have no sense of humor. Lighten up, okay? It's funny. Don't take it seriously. It's Man, comedy. It's not a dick. Don't it's take fun. it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 9 out of 10, Bob. What do you got? Uh, I like this movie. This movie was, is funny. It's watchable again. Um, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Five. Seven five. I mean right. it's a watchable again. It's it's not a magnum opus, but it's a good it's a good solid funny For movie. For what it is. It's yeah. just a stupid mock it's a it's a mock of a movie. It's mocking a movie. Uh, yeah, you're mocking that crappy uh Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Yeah, which was terrible. Yeah. Kevin Costner. Sorry. Everyone dude. has an English accent except him. The yes. main character. Come on, Kevin Costner. Come on. Step up your game. So yes, seven five. Seven five from him, nine from me. There you go. Who's next? Who's next? I really do like this song. It's a nice outro. It's perfect. And it always it sets up the next movie. Because you gotta know who's next. You'll we, find- at this point we don't even know what the movie is. We're gonna we do a stupid thing. To pick a movie, so stay tuned to find stay out what that tuned. is. Stay tuned. So, you can find us at Facebook at Flick Magnet, Twitter at Flick Magnet Pod, Instagram Flick Magnet, and you can email us suggestions or, you know, what you think. Flick Magnet Pod at Yahoo.com. Pick a movie. Seriously, pick your favorite movie, and we'll do it. We'll see if we like it. We'll see if we'll hate it. You never know. But we do know. You're the twos. We the ones. We the ones. All right. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned to find out what we're doing next time. Peace. Joyce and Goldberg. end of a century, ravaged by violence, a society of perfect order will arise. Criminals will be frozen and reprogrammed in cryogenic prisons. The prisoners are ice cubes. Their criminal instincts are being reprogrammed as they sleep. Aggression and deviant behavior will be totally eliminated. He's a criminal the likes of which you have never seen. In a bad time, 
He was the worst. I'm gonna love running this place. But in the year 2032... This morning, Sam and Phoenix escaped from this cryo-facility. We are, quite frankly, not equipped to deal with the situation. Amidst a world of peace and calm... We're police officers. We're not trained for this kind of violence. How was the fiendish Simon Phoenix apprehended back in the 20th? In the end, it took just one man. John Spartan. You mean the demolition man? The conditions of your parole are full reinstatement into the SAPD and immediate assignment to the apprehension of Simon Phoenix. Two mortal enemies. Just dropped in to say hi. From another time. Pass is over, John. Time for something new and improved. Oh, hell. Will be unleashed on a future that isn't big enough for the both of them. Sylvester Stallone. Wesley Snipes. Demolition Man.